the Set Free series. This is my last installment of this series, and next week, Pastor Steve's going um, to wrap it up. Oh, that's where I want to be. See, this is why, this is why Pam is, uh, <laughs> you know, like, where's, the, where's Ephesians at again? I forget. There's an app for that. All right. <laughs> oh, man. You know, um, this, today's title is just called Live Free. I'm going to, we're kind of just bringing everything to a, this is my assumption, is that, um, is that you've been with me all along in, in every part of this series. The, the, the truth is, is that, that, you know, a lot of us kind of, you know, we missed one or two. I really encourage you to just, because this is such a timely um, series, I really encourage you to just go back and listen to a few of them. But this is what I want to assume this morning. I want to assume that for, for this message that you've already given your heart to Jesus. And I know that, that, that I, I can't... Um, I, that's unfair to assume everybody because I don't know everybody's story. So if you haven't made that choice to follow Jesus and make him Lord of your life, that's a pretty big step. None of this makes sense without that. Um, so I, I, I assume that. I also assume that, that you've kind of been with me and, and heard some of these steps along the way that, that it's possible even for a believer to have um, things that they need to get rid of. You could, you could be, um, uh, have your ticket to heaven and your fire insurance, but living like hell till you get to heaven, basically, right? I mean, really? And, and so uh, I, Jesus came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So you can, you can be going to heaven, I believe, and yet, and yet you're not living to the fullest because sometimes, there's, sometimes it's the things between our ears. Most of the times it's between our ears, the lies that we're believing. Um, sometimes it's the choices that we're making. And, and in all of that, so we, we talk, man, it is possible for a believer to, to be walking in bondage. And we, we also, I think it was um, not last week, but the week before, I, I shared a message called Shut the Door. Man, you could go through all kinds of freedom process and everything, and, and, and the Lord could, could, and man, how many people do I know that, that God has, I believe, truly, dramatically set them free, and they never shut the door, and weeks later, months later, years later, they're back in the same spot, sometimes even worse, and they're like, well, it must not have worked. And I'm like, yeah, I think it probably did. I think you didn't shut the door. Man, that, powerful message. I'm not tooting my own horn. It's just, it's a principle that the body of Christ needs to understand is shutting the door. Today, I want to talk about living free. And, and they kind of all overlap a little bit, and it's okay because then they can kind of stand alone. Today's live free. Um, here's, the main, here's the main thought. If we live towards freedom, we'll never quite reach it. If we live from freedom, we can walk in, vic in the victory that's already ours. I'm going to explain that as we go on. If you're, if you're living towards freedom, it'll always be kind of like that carrot that's dangling out in front. And you get close, you just can't quite reach it if you're living towards freedom. But if you're living from freedom, you get to walk in that victory that's already yours. I think it's going to make sense as we talk more about it this morning. I like what Watchman Nee says in his uh, book, Sit, Walk, Stand. Christianity doesn't begin with walking, it begins with sitting. <laughs> Isn't that powerful? You're going to understand that a few, in a few minutes as we, as we talk about um, Ephesians chapter 1 and 2. I like this, this quote. This probably was mine. So you can put Jonathan next to it and hashtag and put it on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram. 
um, Christianity doesn't begin with a big do. It begins with a big done. Come on. Okay, we, we, we got, we're going to hit this. Now, this is what's going to happen today. Is we're going to talk about two sides of the coin. It's just that the first side I'm going to talk about is like heads. So it's just a little bit more important than the other side. But both sides are super important. If you do one without the other, then you're just, then, then you're missing something big in your walk with God. So we're going to talk about two sides. I'm going to talk about the first side here first. Ephesians chapter 1. Um, let me see where I want to start. I, I'm going to start before, before our, our media guy. Like we gave him, I think we, what did we give you? Starting in verse 20. Um, so I'm going to start, I'm going to read before that. You guys care if I just read some scripture this morning? Maybe, and in fact, some of this, before we get to, the, to the, what's on the screen in a minute, um, if you want, it might be good to just kind of close your eyes and just, to, just let the word kind of wash over you. See what, see, watch this truth. Ephesians chapter one, um, starting verse three. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us, what? In him. Before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. In him, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. In order that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you were also included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. For this reason... Ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe that power 
is like the working of his mighty strength. And here we go to the screen here. Which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and sealed him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. I'm going to continue on with some scripture, but man, isn't that just like, you're just listening it. You might not remember like one verse that stood out, but isn't it like, wow, all that God has given me. I mean, isn't it just amazing? Sometimes we just have to be reminded of, of there is so much. <laughs> there is so much that he's given me. I like the um, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7, where it says this all-surpassing power is inside me <laughs> in these jars of clay. Like, there is so much at my fingertips. Sometimes we live well below the standard that God has for us. Living from, living from, not towards. Um, th- this is the first side of the coin. Sometimes we, we, we try to do this mind over matter thing. We try to just kind of, you know, I'm just going to live better. I'm going to change behavior. I'm going to, you know, I, I bet if I asked you to raise your hand, if there's like something in your life that you need to like do different, <laughs> everyone would be like, yeah, yeah, there's probably, there's some things I should probably work on, you know, right? And, you know, it, I mean, it could be like a straight up sin. It could be a weakness. It could be, it could be, a, um, you know, a mindset. It could be all kinds, whatever it might be. Like there's something there. And, and usually our default mode is to identify, oh, that thing's bad, and then I'm just going to fix it. Any of you fixers? Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to fix it. I'm just going to do better. I'm just, I'm just going to, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to like, you know, maybe you're just a real disciplined person, and you're just like, yep, I'm just going to, you know, these three steps and you know, whatever, and I'm just going to live my life better. And, the, and, and there's, some good, there's, some, there's some good in that, like, like uh, there's good in that. But here's, here's the problem, is that you've never, uh, you've never quite dealt with uh, the root, and also, you're not living from, you're living towards. Watch this. Oh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Man. Jonathan just started sounding like James Earl Jones. <laughs> in Ephesians 1, it goes, and it starts, this is what it starts to say um, in verse 19, and his incomparably great power for us who believe, that power is the same as the mighty strength. Watch this. He exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. And watch where the heavenly realms are. Verse 21 far above <laughs> far above what all rule authority power and dominion and every name that is invoked not only in the present age but also in the the one to come and and god placed how many things all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church i i, I think about about some of these phrases in here like Jesus Christ he seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms man like that's where he's at that's the position far above what rule reign names everything that you could anything that goes bump in the night anything that that is um, uh, contrary to 
to him. Anything that's hindering, it's like Jesus, no, he's seated. (laughs) It's far above. Far above all rule. Authority, power, dominion. And everything is under his feet. Man, that's, to me, that just seems like power. You know, like, everything is under my feet. That seems like authority to me. That seems like, yeah, no, he's, he's in charge. He's in control. Under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body. The fullness of him who fills everything in every way. As for you... You were dead in your transgressions and sins. Again, like this is all just stuff that he's done, and we haven't done anything yet. And you were dead. I was dead. Like, you, you, you know, I, I imagine like a vehicle that it's just a dead battery. There's, it's not going anywhere. And what happened when, when Jesus came and you gave your heart to him, it's like the, it's like the jumper cables on the battery, the, whatever it needed to happen, you turn the key on and it just comes alive. Like, you weren't going to go anywhere without him. You were dead in your transgressions. You became alive in him is what salvation was. That's what you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and, and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who's now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. And then watch verse 4 here in chapter 2. But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy. In other words, that those of us that want to just be the fixers, again, we got to come back to it like, <laughs> there is nothing you can do. Like, you're, like my mom says, you're up a creek without a paddle. Like you, there's nothing. Like you're just not that good enough. You're not talented enough, you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not powerful enough, but he is. And in him. In him, and only in him. And, and it's because of this. It's because, it's because of his great love. And he's rich in mercy. That's the only way. We're, we're talking about living free today. Like, the only way is to recognize. Like, there's this shift in our mindset. Like, oh, wait a minute, this isn't just me doing this. I have to realize that, that it's, it's really him. Made us alive. Oh, now it started. Wait a minute. We made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. And now here we go. Verse 6. I, I remember I, I used to um, lead a uh, discipleship program called Master's Commission. We were in Rapid City, South Dakota on a trip. We were doing our, our Bible courses together called Instay. I remember, I remember even where we were in this room, and we were just, we had slept at the church, sleeping bags, put the comfy chairs like these <laughs> together, and we were just sleeping. We got up, and we had to do our class, and the class happened to be in Ephesians in this, this same chapter. And I just, um, you know how, like, your teacher does the trick question? Well, I, I was like, I did that to them, and I just said this. Hey, let's put our paper and pens, books down, Bibles down. I want you guys to just tell me, um, where are you right now? And the, like the, sh- the Christian Sunday school answer is Jesus, right? You're like, like, no, that doesn't work, right? No, where are you? Where are you right now? And nobody, nobody, and I'm like, all right, get out your Bibles and, and go, go search. Let me know, see if you can find out where you are right now. 
finally, long story short, we, I, I kind of keep narrowing it down for them. Okay, book of Ephesians, uh, chapter one. <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden we started realizing this piece of revelation. And, um, and if, you, if you don't know Jesus, this isn't gonna make sense. And if you do know Jesus, it's still kind of hard to grasp. This is one of those um, mysteries, if you will. Verse six comes and it says, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Where are you right now? If you are a believer, if Jesus is in you, we're a body, soul, and spirit. John chapter four says that, our, that true worshipers worship him in spirit and in truth. Spirit, little s. God is spirit, big s. It says he is spirit and true worshipers worship him in spirit in John chapter four. Like there is, there's an aspect that, that I can't truly worship him until, until the God like saves me, until the, the car is turned on, until, until everything becomes alive. And the, the true place of worship, when I'm truly worshiped, is when my spirit is connected to him whose spirit. And where is that? In heavenly realms. In Christ Jesus. Let me just tell you, I know that you're sitting here in your chair, you're looking at me, and you're, and we're, like, we're real people, and we can touch, but guess, guess where you are right now? You're in heavenly realms. You're seated in heavenly realms. That's why Watchman Nee says, you gotta learn to sit before you can walk. Some of you are just smiling and nodding at me. That's all right. He goes on. Verse 7, he says, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this isn't from yourself. It's the gift of God. Everyone say gift of God. Yeah. Like it, it's only because of him. It's his gift. And verse 9, not by works. Not by works. Those of you that are fixers in here, not by works, so that no one can boast. Why? For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. What? Come on now. You just said not by works. Now we're work. Like he, he created you to do good works, but first things first. It's not by works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I mean, what's this look like? Like, uh, I remember, you know, that, that, that old-time revivalist, Smith Wigglesworth. Some of you maybe have heard of his name, and I think it was him, and if it wasn't, it just, it'll be all right. Um, he's, you know, the story goes that he wakes up in, uh, you know, in his bed, and, uh, and he sees a, a, a demon or a, the devil sitting on the foot, and he looks at him, and he's like, oh, it's just you, and he goes back to sleep. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I, I like to think that I, you know, walk in a certain level of power and authority and 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 victory. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I go back to bed. <laughs> so I'm, I'm probably up now. I'm, we're probably just we're just up for the rest of the day. <laughs> you too, Bob. <laughs> There's it, it's this it's this mindset where Smith Wigglesworth knew he's like I, I'm not living towards victory I'm living from it I already I already have the victory I'm seated in heavenly realms what's it to you devil I mean, this is the this is the change in thinking the, the the position of authority you know if 
if Jesus, this is where, you know, if, if in chapter one, Jesus is seated in heavenly realms above all rule and reign and authority and everything, every dominion and every, every name and all of it, if he's there, and then in chapter two, I'm seated in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, guess what? You now are above all of that too. Oh gosh. And tell that to Pastor Jonathan the other day when we're having a board of elders meeting and I'm confessing my fear and anxiety over stuff and which is sin. And and uh, and you know and the elders you know pray over me and all this stuff. But guess what? Man, this is stuff we deal with every day. Whether or not like you have a card in your wallet that says you're a pastor or you like uh, save two days. Hey, guess what? I am seated in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus far above all rule and reign and authority every name including the name of anxiety including the name of sickness including the name of fear including the name of lack including the like whatever name you want to put there I am you are seated in heavenly realms far above all of that whoa isn't that powerful oh gosh going to flip the script real quick here's the second side of the coin number two here's like the contradictory so live from not towards now make every effort <laughs> what watch this go with me to second peter chapter one verse one and this is the paradox that we have to live in Paradox, seemingly contradictory things that aren't really contradictory. They, watch this. Second Peter chapter 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those, so he's talking to us, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. In another, another translation, you might be reading one that says um, equal to ours. Can you imagine that for just a moment? The Apostle Peter, the one who Jesus says, on this rock I will build my church. The one who, who if, if, you, if you grew up Catholic or you go to a Catholic, like the, they believe Peter was the first pope. Like Peter's a pretty big deal. And Peter's writing to us, to the, to the church back there. To, he, he's, he's, it's echoing into all eternity. And he says, to those who have a faith equal to ours, as precious as ours. He, like, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. The man that's up here preaching the word and the person that's sitting there, hey, guess what? He's like, hey, guess what? Hey, hey, it's the same faith. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same victory. We get to all walk in the very same stuff. There's no difference. Do you love that? I love that. He says, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of, of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for godly life through our knowledge. Oh, man, our knowledge in him. Like, I mean, he, he's starting to echo what Paul did, right, in Ephesians 1. Like, we have all the, the, the divine power that we need to live this godly life. We're talking about living free today. 
some of you, man, it's been, you know, 42 times in the altar, booger crying over the same thing, or you've been praying about this for years, and you're like, what? Look, isn't this encouraging? Hey, man, if you've been saved this whole time, like, you've had divine power this whole time, and you're still not free. Watch this. Verse 4. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires for this very reason. For this very reason, make every effort. Make every effort to what? To add to your faith goodness. And to, and to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ but whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. All right, we're going to bring it together right here. Listen. The, the one side of the coin is I'm seated in heavenly realms, far above all rule and reign and authority. I've got victory. I'm living from victory, not towards it. From freedom, not towards it. And the other side of the coin is, what are you going to do about it now? What are you going to do about it now? If, if I'm living from, from the, the I, I called it heads and tails. If I live from the tail side, the make every effort side, if that's where I'm living from, I'm always going to be trying to, to grasp that carrot, and it's never gonna, I'm never going to quite be free. I'm never going to quite be free if I'm living from that side. If I'm on the other side and I'm only living from the place where I'm seated in heavenly realms far above all this and I don't do anything about it, then I'm just going to be one of those Christians that sits in a chair on a Sunday morning and just kind of kind of, uh, just living in denial that anything bad happens to Christians and that Christians don't have bondage and that Christians don't have any area to be free and that that thing that's going on in my life, oh, that's just a, a weakness, that's not a sin. Listen, listen, man, would you just, would you forget that there's a, a man up here talking to you that's just like you, and would you start just thinking that possibly today the Holy Spirit could be talking to us? Listen to this. I am seated in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. I have victory and I need to make every effort. Every effort to live free. Every effort from that place. It's like, it's like the first side of the coin gives me the power. And the second side of the coin, I get to like do what the first side of the coin says I have. The first side of the coin, like you've got divine power. You're seated in heavenly realms. You're above all this. Second side of the coin, like you're not doing this in your own strength. What's it look like for you? I'll tell you what. If you're a believer 
and you're not free, pointing fingers at myself, if there's something, if there's an area of your life that you're not free and you're a believer in this room, including me, I'm just gonna say, you haven't tried hard enough yet. You haven't made every effort. I mean, I talk to people in my office all the time. Like, Man, I've tried, I've tried everything, Pastor. Uh, what'd you do? I did this, this, and this. You did a whole three things. You did a whole three things. You know what I recognized in me the other day in the Board of Elders room? Was I haven't tried everything. I haven't made every effort. Man, is there... Is there grace still? Oh, absolutely. Does he love me with an undying, everlasting love? Absolutely. Do we have a, a relationship with Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. But man, how, how free do I want to be? What's it look like for you to make every effort to be free? I don't know. Man, it, maybe, maybe every effort is, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finally just have daily time with God every, every, every day. Maybe, maybe, maybe making every effort is, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to church more regularly than I do. Maybe, maybe every effort is I'm going to get in a connect group and be with, be with people. Maybe every effort is, is there's going to be at least one other person that knows everything about me. And even the deepest, darkest things, there's going to be at least one person I can confess. Like James uh, chapter 5 says that if, I, that if I confess to a person, if I confess my sins to somebody else, that there's healing. Maybe every effort. Maybe every effort is, you know what? I, I, I'm coming to some place like God encounter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give up you know, hours at work and, and finances and time with the family for a weekend because I'm going to make every effort. Make every effort. Maybe it's, it's maybe finally you're going to call the church and say, I just need to sit down with a pastor. Or maybe, I don't know what it is for you, but I'll tell you, man, there's, there's another place in scripture where one of the apostles says, man, you have not resisted sin yet to the point of shedding your blood. Now, I'm not saying. Right? Every effort. Now you, you do that side without realizing that you're seated in heavenly realms and you're just, this is a performance thing. This is, this is the, the freedom is dangling out there. You gotta hear me. Man, if, if someone just catches the second half of this message, <laughs> this is where like the pastors get in trouble for sound bites that go out on like YouTube and Facebook and all of that. Because we live from, not toward and we make every effort. This is where I should probably ask questions to make sure that <laughs> everyone's with me. Jesus. Jesus. That thought that I haven't made every effort when there's an area of my life. Man, what a sobering thought this week as I was studying. It's not a condemnation thing. It's just a, you know what, Jonathan? Uh, I know you desire freedom, but by your actions and the way you're living your life, you're more committed to not being free than you are to being free. And Jesus is just saying, hey, hey, remember Ephesians 1? <laughs> you're seated in heavenly realms. And remember 2 Peter 1, 
uh, make every effort, and then you can live free. Let's stand as the worship team comes. Jesus. Man, I have felt through this whole series that it just keeps building. Maybe today's the day. Maybe today's the day. Um, I'm going to invite our prayer teams to come. I don't know what every effort is for you. Some of you, there was a name that came to mind. Some of you, there's an action step. Some of you, I don't know what it might be. But I know that for a lot of us, it's just we've been trying it on our own. And you need to use the body of Christ. (laughs) Some of you, like, just having someone pray with you up here is that make every effort. That might be that today. But Lord, all over this room, Lord, may we understand our identity that we're seated in heavenly realms in you. And then, Lord, would you show us what it looks like to make every effort. Lord, we'll, we'll, we'll be... We'll be careful to only do what you tell us to do. Not anymore, not any less. Whatever it looks like, Lord, whatever you show us right now in this moment. Some of you in here um, maybe need to come and and have somebody partner with you in prayer. We're just going to go into one last song here. And um, and during this song, if the Lord's ministering to your heart and you just, man, I just got to be free, whatever that might be. I want breakthrough in this. I want breakthrough in that. Whatever it might be, I just encourage you to come up and get some prayer. Lord Jesus, right now, I thank you that you're stirring hearts. You're setting this church up for greater levels of freedom. Lord, from the top down. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.